Hello everyone, this is Pastor Alex Alejandro reminding you that one encounter with Jesus Christ changes everything. God bless you and thanks for listening. And peace is what God gives us through Jesus Christ. Now, in the Old Testament, it was a conditional kind of contract. Amen? The first covenant with Abraham and Moses, it was a conditional thing. God said to his people, if you will abide by my commandments, if you will listen to me, if you will love me, I'll love you. If you abide in my statutes, I'm going to love you. I'm going to sustain you. Amen? And we know that uh, the people of God, the people of Israel, when they wandered in those in, the, in that desert, they, they hit a lot of highs, they hit a lot of lows. Amen? But every time they hit highs, it's because they were listening to God. When they hit their lows, is when they separated themselves from God. So it's, it's, it's something that we need to take as we, as we come in this morning and to listen to this Word of God today. We need to be attentive to the Word of God. When we are attentive to the Word of God, when we listen to God, He will sustain us in every single area of our lives. No matter if it's physical, spiritual, financial, marriage, in children, in whatever you can think of, if we abide in the Word of God and what He said, He will sustain us. He will sustain us. That's why he left the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is God in action in our life. That's how he shows up, is through the Holy Spirit. That's why we see miracles. That's why we see people being healed when they shouldn't be healed. That's why we see people walking around that shouldn't be walking around. It's the Holy Spirit power. It's God in action, and he's showing us, if you abide in my word, I'm going to abide in you. Where it says, if, I, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. I will meet you there in your time of need. Glory to God. So Old Testament, it was a conditional thing between God and his people. In the New Testament, glory to God, we see the incarnation of that covenant through Jesus Christ. See, the Old Testament, if you read it, it says, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. That's what it says. And in the New Testament, Jesus is here. The time of him is here. Is here. He has died for your sins, and now the Holy Spirit power is here. And this is, this is where we're at right now. This is where the world is at. Before, before Jesus raptures the church, this is where we're at. So now our job is to continue in his word and to abide what he has to say for us so that when he does show up to get his children, then we're there. Amen? Glory to God, that is our purpose that we have as believers right now. So in the New Testament, peace is personified in Jesus, the Messiah, and empowered through the giving of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. It's the power of Jesus, the power of God in us. Because when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, guess what? You get that. Because God is a triune God. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You get all three. Amen? So you better be using all three. Amen? Glory to God. The the Holy Spirit power is there for you to ask God, to be guided by God. So that when you read the scripture, it becomes alive. It's not just words on a page. It's the words of God coming to you and directing 
everything in your life. Thank you, Lord. And that brings us peace. That's why we have that peace. Luke 2.14 says that the heavenly host of angels proclaimed the birth of Jesus as being the peace in the flesh on earth. Remember when, when Jesus was born and the angels go to the shepherds? What do they say? It says, glory to God in the highest. This is the heavenly angels, which are the messengers of God. We talked about that last week, how angels are messengers of God. When, when God intervenes in your life, he's using them to send a message to everybody around you that's saying God is, is there is a God and Jesus Christ is his son. He did die and now the Holy Spirit is here. So that's the message that we give to people when we allow God to work through us. And so here are the angels again giving a message to the world saying glory to God in the highest and what it says and on earth on earth peace goodwill toward men. Amen. He came to bring the peace in us. Amen. And and then it goes to say here in Philippians uh, 1, 2 and 4, 7 Grace be unto you and peace from who? Our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who brings you the peace. That's what you ask for when you say, God, bring me peace. You're getting it from God directly through Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit power. That's the peace that you're getting. Amen. We get to be partakers of his peace uh, while we're here still on earth. Uh, verse uh, now verse 4 7 Philippians 4 7 and the peace of God amen <laughs> I'm glad it's God's peace by the way which passeth all understanding nobody's going to be able to understand why you're joyful in the midst of your tribulation the world's going to say you should be sad right now you should be crying or you you should be rebuking them or you should be cursing them because of what's happening to you. Why are you smiling and why are you happy? And you can say it's because the peace of God that I have through the Holy Spirit that surpasseth all understanding. The reason you don't understand why I'm so happy is in the Bible. It's scripture. You're actually fulfilling it by telling me that. Amen. Glory to God. I have peace that surpasses all understanding because it's from God. And what will it do? Look at the second part of that. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He, he protects this and he protects this. And that's why we have peace and joy in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of all this craziness in the world. We get peace because it comes from God the Father through the Holy Spirit. That is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. That is proof of the Holy Spirit power. You can ask, and people ask you, well, how do you, how do you know? You say, because the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I'm leaving and I'm, and I'm leaving so that you can have the comforter. I'm sending somebody just like me, but in the spirit, I got to go to my father so that I can intercede for you, but I'm leaving the Holy Spirit on earth. That's why we can receive that peace that surpasses all understanding through Jesus Christ. And that's the only thing that's going to keep our minds and our heart aligned to God is through that peace, through the Holy Spirit power. Amen. And meditating on this word that he has given us. Glory to God. Uh, look at John 14, 27. So Jesus, Jesus' farewell gift to disciples 
Jesus gives peace that is not equal to the world's definition of peace. So, and here, let me set up with this, this verse right here. This is when all the disciples were gathered. They were huddled inside this room. The doors were shut. They were afraid of the Jewish people coming to get him because this is after Jesus had been crucified. You know, he, he had already risen. He was risen. And they're just in huddled in and they don't know what's going to happen. They were filled with just anxiety and 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 fear. They did they did not know what was going to happen next. Amen. Has anybody ever been there where you're just kind of like I don't know what's going to happen next, God. I'm not sure what 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 direction this is going. But look look at what Jesus does here and this is what God will do in every single situation in our lives if we just put our whole faith in him. They were in that room and listen to what this says. And John 14, 27. Peace, I leave with you. Amen? Glory to God. Peace, I leave with you. Why is he saying that I leave this with you? It's because that's the Holy Spirit. Again, it's going back to point that I'm going to leave, but I'm leaving the Holy Spirit, and you're going to have peace. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. Glory to God. We don't have to be afraid because the world's going to say, you better be afraid. All this is happening. All this is happening. Fear, fear, fear. That's what the world wants wants you to know. But God says, no, no, no. I'm giving you peace. Not like the world gives you peace. I'm giving you my peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding because one day I'm going to break through the clouds. And if you are with me, you are going to be with me. Amen. And and the world is going to fade away. Sin will be conquered. Sin will be gone. God is gonna is gonna come back, and He's gonna He's gonna do that righteous judgment. I mean, all things are gonna be made new in in the flesh with me and Him face to face. You and Him face to face. Glory to God. We're gonna have new bodies. Amen. A new name. It's all gonna be made brand new. It won't be pain anymore. There won't be any struggle anymore. It'll be peace with God in heaven. That's our peace. See, because when the world thinks of peace, they're, they're looking at it as the literal trans, translation of what the world says. Well, peace means people aren't fighting. That's peace. So anytime there's no war, anytime there's no people fighting, then that's true peace. Well, God, God has a higher form of peace. It's not just that. It's above that. It's way beyond anything we could ask or think or imagine. Ephesians 3.20 talks about that. Amen. If he gives you stuff, it's a way above and beyond what you could even ask or imagine. We can ask God for something, and God says, you know what, I'm going to give you that and more. And then it's going to go beyond what you even thought it would because you put faith in me. So watch me work. Amen? Glory to God. That's the Holy Spirit at work for God here on earth. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So John 4, 4 27 is the peace that I give unto you, not as the world giveth. So... I'm going to give you a lot of scripture this morning. So I'm just now to my first point. So I'm going to go fast. Okay. I got three for you. (laughs) Number one, peace from the Holy Spirit. So we've been talking about that, that we have peace from the Holy Spirit. I told you that, you know, Jesus was, was resurrected and, and he comes and he shows himself inside of that room. When they were all shut in that room, God just shows up that no doors open, no windows, nothing. He just shows up after he's resurrected. He said, Hey, peace be with you. I'm here. It's done. You're going to have peace in your life from now on because I've conquered sin and death. So John 20, 19 through 22. 
peace of the Holy Spirit, the assurance of eternal life through Jesus Christ, through his resurrection. Verse 19, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst. Amen. And saith unto them, peace be unto you. So they were, it was just like us being in this place right now. If Jesus just showed up out of nowhere and he said, peace be unto you. Amen. <laughs> well, guess what? Jesus is here. The Holy Spirit is here. That's why we can feel peace in this place. That's where wherever you go, if you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, you get peace through the Holy Spirit. Anywhere you go, anywhere you go, people are going to feel the presence of God if you allow it to flow through you and you allow that peace to come in in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now look at verse 20. And when he had said so, so this is right after he says, peace be unto you, he showed unto them his hands, his side, and then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Can you just imagine the joy in that room? Think about what was happening. The Lord Jesus Christ appeared unto them. He showed them. He said, look, that's where I pierced my hands. That's where they pierced my side. I'm back. I told you I would rise again. And they were just joyful and gladness. And you could just imagine the smiles in the room. They realized that this is the Messiah. I mean, he, he, just, he just basically just stamped the seal of approval on the whole thing. And they realized nothing, nothing can ever hurt us again. Because the Lord Jesus, he just conquered sin and death for us. And he said, peace. That's the first thing he says. Peace be unto you. Glory to God. And that's what we can have every single day in our lives. Verse 21. Then said Jesus unto them, peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so I, or send I you. So he's beginning to prepare them now. So he said, now it's, it's accomplished. You have peace, but now I'm going to send you in the name of that peace. When we as believers receive Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, we receive peace because our sins have been forgiven. We begin a new life. And we do that for the purpose of being sent so that now we can give that peace to somebody else through Jesus Christ flowing through us. That we can be that messenger to somebody else. That's why he says, I'm going to send you now in the name of the Father because of the peace that I have given to you. Verse 22, and when he had said this, he breathed on them. Now this is interesting. If you look at the Bible, the word breath is the same as the word spirit. Amen? Think about that. Now Jesus just said he just breathed on them. That means he was he was giving them that Holy Spirit even at that time. It wasn't indwelling and empowering them yet, but he was already giving it to them because he had already conquered sin and death. So he breathed on them and, and basically saying he, he was showing them, giving them the Spirit right there in that moment. It was almost like he was putting the glaze over it, amen? Think about that. When now I, I guess I must be hungry, but I'm thinking about cinnamon rolls right now, and I'm thinking about the glaze, amen? The donuts, when they put the glaze over it, right? So the donut is made. I guess I must be really hungry. But you make a donut, right? And you have it there, but there's more that you can do with that donut. Well, you can eat it. 
before you can eat it, you can put glaze over that donut. You can make it sweet, right? You can make it better than what it is. When Jesus shows up, he says, not only have I conquered sin and death for you, you're going to have peace. And now you're going to proclaim that peace in my name. And you're going to conquer sin and death yourself as well. You have got the victory now. You can claim the victory and you can give the victory to some other people. To those that will hear you and hear my message that I've given you. Glory to God. So he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Number two, peace between God and man. So what did Jesus do on the cross? Well, he reconciled us to God. That was the whole purpose of why God sent his son. Because God wanted to be reconnected with his creation. When he created Adam and Eve in the garden, the whole purpose was to be with them, to reside with them, to love them and to be with them. God wanted a relationship with us from the beginning, but then it was separated because of sin. So then he said immediately, I'm going to make a way for you to come back to the Father. I'm going to make a way for you to be re reconnected, re reconciled with the Father, and I'm going to send my son to die for you. Amen? So peace between God and man is number two. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace between God and man. So look at Romans. Romans 5, 1 through 2. Romans 5, 1 through 2. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who's that peace through? Our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're justified by faith. When we in faith say, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as Lord and Savior. I'm, I am saying that in faith. That's why it says justified by faith. Our faith is what gets us to that point. Jesus saved us on the cross, but we can only receive that through faith. You have to have faith. You have to take that leap and say, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm going to accept Jesus Christ right now in faith. I'm going to receive the fact that he died for my sins. So justify my faith. We have peace through God, through our Lord. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He puts us back together with God so that one day we'll be in heaven with God. Amen. Now look at verse 2 of that same chapter, Romans 5. By whom also we have access by faith. So again, by faith we're saved, we're justified. And by faith we get access to what? His grace. It says, unto His grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So we get to live this life here on earth, saved, blessed assurance on us grafted into the family of God. Basically, we're just in a waiting room, but we're not there just to sit down and wait. Amen? How many of you ever been to Bill's? Amen? Sometimes you gotta wait. That's a popular place. It's, it's good. I must be hungry. Alright. Amen. But you're waiting there before you get seated at your table. Well, guess what? We're here just waiting. This is the staging area until we get seated at the table with the Father. And the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
That's what we're waiting on. And while we're waiting here, we get to receive grace. We get to receive the peace of God. We get to hope in the glory of God. We get to share the message of Christ while we're here. That's that's our life right now. That's what we should be focused on right now is sharing that faith with other people, letting them know, do you see the smile on my face? Why do you think I'm smiling? The world is in chaos, but I'm smiling. You know why? Because I got blessed hope. Jesus is coming back one day and I get to go home with him. He's coming for me. Amen. Glory to God. Colossians 1.20, verse 20 says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross. That's what it says there. Peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. When he died on that cross, he not only reconciled us here on earth to God, but he reconciled it in heaven as well. He, he, he basically sealed it together for, for us in heaven. We have a heavenly home awaiting for us in heaven because of Jesus Christ. And we get to have peace in that knowledge through the blood of his cross. Amen. Ephesians 2, 14 through 22. Verse 14 says, For he is our peace. Who is our peace? Jesus. He is our peace. Who hath made both, who had made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. In the Bible, it says, when Jesus died on that cross, when he was on that cross during that time. Darkness fell over the earth, and then all of a sudden there was earthquakes, and the shroud that was covering the temple room, the Holy of Holies, the temple room, the shroud, this was a giant curtain, by the way. It was thick. You couldn't even, you probably couldn't have shot through it. It was more like Kevlar, if you think about it. That's how thick that sheet was. And when Jesus was on that cross, the power of that union, of that reconciliation, it broke that curtain in half it just shredded it like it was nothing so that's why it's saying here that the middle wall partition between us which was symbolized by that curtain jesus said no longer is there a partition you can come to me you can come to the father now directly because i have died for your sins i have made you white as snow you can now come directly to god and you won't be struck down amen In the Old Testament, if you came near to the Holy of Holies, you were struck down because God could not abide with you because you were in sin. Jesus Christ has taken care of that. We are no longer in sin. When you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are reconciled to God. That's why our prayers go directly to God through Jesus Christ because of what he did. He was the bridge between us and God. He brought us peace with us and God. Glory to God. Amen. Verse 15, having abolished in his flesh the enmity or the uh, the enemy against the enmity, the conflict, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make himself of twain one new man, so making peace. We are one with God. We are atoned with God. Verse 16, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace. That's what Jesus preached. 
Everywhere he went, Jesus preached peace. He was never preaching anything but peace. That's all he did. That's all he did. To you which were far off and and to them that were nigh. Verse 18. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father, which is the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. We have access to the Holy Spirit because God sent Jesus Christ to die for us. And because Jesus said, I'm leaving and I'm leaving the comforter with you here. One just like me so that you can have peace and access in my name uh, through what I did on the cross. Thank you, Lord. Verse 19. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Did you know you were a citizen of heaven? You're not even a citizen of this world. You don't even belong here, by the way. You're illegal alien, by the way. (laughs) You're not supposed to be here. And by the way, you're not going to be here very much longer. Because when Jesus comes for his church, you're gone. You're going home. Amen. You don't need a passport. You don't need any kind of vaccination. You're just going to go straight. There's no layover. You don't have to worry about anything. You're going to be in God, in God, with God, in heaven, as citizens of the household of God. Verse 20, and and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye are also builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So not only do you have a home in heaven, but you you are at home here right now because of the peace that comes through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Anywhere you go, anywhere you go, you take the Holy Spirit with you. And people are going to feel that Holy Spirit. And if you let God lead you through the Holy Spirit, people are going to know the Holy Spirit in you. And they're going to ask you, how do I get that peace? And you can tell them, receive Jesus Christ in faith and you have it. He's already died for it for you. It's yours if you want it. Receive it in faith. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Number three. Glory to God. Number three. Peace among each other. So God not only reconciled us to Him, but now He wants peace amongst ourselves. Amen. Peace in the church, among people, among believers, but also among believers and non-believers. We got we have to bring them peace. If, if if anything else in the world, I mean, the craziness of it right now, if anything else happens, I mean, we, we have to be prompted as believers. We have to be telling people, Jesus is about to come back. What you're experiencing is, is the preparation of Jesus coming back. This world's going to keep groaning and moaning. It's gonna, there's going to be earthquakes, rumors of wars and wars. That's happening. Amen. We need to let people know Jesus is about to come back. Are you ready? Because if you don't go now, well, you can read through Revelations and you can figure it out. Amen? I think sometimes we just need to start reading Revelations to people and telling them what's going to happen when Jesus comes back and touches down on earth. Because there's two parts to that second coming. The first part is the church. He's not going to touch the ground yet. We're going to meet him in the air. That's the rapture. But then he comes back and he touches the earth again on the Mount of Olives, just like he left. And that's where seriousness starts to happen. And if people realize that, I think they would be coming to the Lord a lot quicker if they realized. 
So we, as children of God, we need to tell them. Amen? The urgency in us, knowing what's about to happen, we're not going to be here for it. But everybody that doesn't know Jesus is going to be here. And so that's the urgency that we need to have in our hearts to make peace with them. Bring that peace to them. Say, you know what? This is not going to last forever. You know, all this stuff about going green and recycling, it's all good. It's nice. It's it's a good thought. But guess what? This earth isn't going to last forever. God didn't create it to last forever. There's going to be a new earth. After all the things in Revelations happen, God's going to create a new earth. And so do you want to be there? (laughs) Or do you want to go with the old earth where it fades away and you're going to be in the lake of fire for eternity? I mean, that's the truth of the gospel. If we begin to speak more about that truth, you better believe people are going to come to Christ because I don't know if they want to take the chance of burning in a lake of fire forever. Amen? I I remember hearing this message for the first time and I was like, no, I don't want to be there. (laughs) I want to make sure I go with God. I don't want to be in a lake of fire burning forever. I want to be at peace with my God in his household. Glory to God. So peace among each other. Uh, Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Amen. We got to have it. If we want to see the Lord, uh, if they want to see the Lord, they got to have that peace. And that's the peace that we carry to the Holy Spirit. Romans 12, 18 if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. You can't give hate back. They're going to hate you. They're going to persecute you. Jesus even said that. He says, he says you're going you're to go through some stuff. The world isn't going to like you. Guess what? Because you're not off the, of this world. And it's human nature not to like what you don't understand. Amen? Amen? We don't like what we don't understand. We, we don't know how to take it. So, so it, it automatically, in our mind, we, we have this wall put up because we don't get it. We don't understand it. The world does not understand Jesus. It's foolishness to them. But to believers, it's the glory of God unto salvation. That's what it says, right? And so we have to give them peace even if they give us hate. We have to give them love even when they try to persecute us, when they curse us. We still have to say, I love you and Jesus loves you. We can't give back the hate. We have to live peaceably with all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. The only way we can do that is the Holy Spirit, by the way. The Holy Spirit, we give Him control so that we can live peaceably and we can have peace. Amen. Uh, Romans 14, 19. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify one another. So that's a pretty big, broad statement here. As believers, we can't do anything that negates peace in our lives. Think about that. We can't can't bring sin in. We can't bring things in that's going to create turmoil in our heart. Because if we're saved then we, we cannot want the things of the world because the world is enmity with God. The world is an enemy with God until it's reconciled through Jesus Christ. Until somebody is saved, they're reconciled. We are reconciled through Jesus Christ, so we can't allow the non-peace of the world to enter into our heart. We have to keep ourselves at peace 
and in order we can edify so that we can bring the peace to others. How can you tell somebody about Jesus when you yourself have not received it fully? You can't because the Holy Spirit won't abide with you. When we receive God fully in faith and we decide, I am holy unto you, God. I am separating myself from the world. I'm not going to partake of the world. I'm not going to partake of what everybody else does. I have to be different. I have to be a peculiar people, a person separated from the world. They're going to wonder why I'm like that. They're going to wonder why I talk like that. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that you understand that I'm fully with you. I'm not part of this world anymore. I'm just somebody coming through for a moment. And one day I'll be with you. But while I'm here, I have to make sure that I keep myself at peace with you so that I can edify the church and give the peace to somebody that doesn't have it. So it says, Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Uh, last, two, last two verses this morning. Matthew 5, 9. Here it says, The peacemakers are the children of God. Amen? If you want to be called children of God, that means you're a peacemaker. You're not a troublemaker. Amen? Glory to God. I've been called that before when I was a kid. I said, he's a troublemaker. No, I want to be a peacemaker. God, I promise. I thank you. Please forgive me. Uh, It says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Thank you, Jesus. And then Colossians, last one, Colossians 3.15. Let peace rule in your hearts. That's what it's talking about. 15. And let the peace of God rule in your heart. What is that word rule? When something rules, like when a king rules, that's total authority. That's giving it all, giving all authority to that king or queen. Amen. When, when a king is, when a kingdom is ruled by a king or queen, they have total authority over that kingdom. And when people see the king or queen, what do they do? They bow. They give reverence. Amen? That's what our king wants. That's what God wants from us. He wants the peace of God to rule in our hearts. We have to give our heart to God and bow our heart to God and be humble unto God. It says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. So we're called the one body of God and we're supposed to be thankful. When the world is not thankful, we're supposed to be thankful. Even, even when we don't get what we want. Amen? Even when we, when we vote, we don't get what we want. Even when we choose things and, and it's forced upon us, we still got to be thankful. Because we got to give back peace and we got to give back love because everybody's watching us as Christians right now. I don't know if you realize this, but the world's watching the church right now because... They're supposed to be the ones that keep the peace. And the world knows that. So they're going to come against us even harder to see if we're going to break. And we will break because we're human, but we will overcome because we're also spirit. Through the Holy Spirit power, we can still overcome. We still get the victory. So even though they come at us in the flesh, they will not have victory in us because God has already won the victory through the spirit. So we have to rest in that. And we always have to give that back instead of giving hate and anger back. Amen? Peace. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Peace among believers. Peace between God and man. And we have peace in ourselves through the Holy Spirit that Jesus left. Amen? 
If you want to make a lifelong decision to follow Jesus Christ, pray this with me. Dear God, I am a sinner. I am sorry and I repent of my sins. I accept your free gift of grace that was your son, Jesus, his death on the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins. Come and live in my heart and I make you the Lord of my life. Amen. If you pray, prayed that prayer with me, I want you to know that you're freed from sins. You're a, you have become a new creation in God because of Jesus Christ. The next steps are crucial. The next steps are very important. If you've made this decision to follow Jesus Christ and to follow him the rest of your life, find a good Bible preaching church. Get connected to the Christian community that believe in Jesus Christ and preach according to the full gospel of the Bible. Begin to study that Bible and then follow the Spirit's call for your life. I'm excited for you and your decision that you have made. And I'll be praying with you that God will lead you through the Holy Spirit to the full salvation knowledge that he has for you. God bless you. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.